morning. Welcome to the Light on Suitability podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Como. I'm here with Michelle Garfinkel. She's back. And my former client and friend, Thomas. I'll leave his last name out. I don't know if that matters, but it's just my abundance of caution. I don't know if it matters. But anyway, we want to talk to you about, I want to bring you some the inside scoop on what it's like, how do you do it? Who do you talk to? Where do you go? You're stuck in level four. You're living the life, whatever that means. And we maybe we can cover some of that as well. Mm-hmm. And then something happens. You just all, a light goes on and, and you think, I want to get out. And mostly we're speaking to the family and, and loved ones and wives of, and girlfriends of, of inmates, mm-hmm. but and you want to get mm-hmm. out, but you feel like you can't. And so mm-hmm. we're here to pick Thomas's brains on the techniques, tactics, tips, tricks, whatever it takes to get out, either from a very generic sort of, you're still general population, you're not quite ready to go SNY, dispelling some of the SNY myths from the mindset formally debriefing what's involved there and perhaps just non-designated yards, how all of that works, but mostly with a focus uh, in particular, Thomas, on how we can get guys home on parole. And the first step that they need to do is at least get off level four or get away from, completely away from the level four shenanigans if possible. And we lost Michelle, but that's okay. She'll come back in a second. Here she is. No, you didn't lose me. I turned off my camera for a second. Okay, good. Perfect. So I'm going to turn, yield the floor to Thomas. And then Michelle, I know she will have tons and tons of questions. And we'll see how we do. See what we can cover till 11. If we need to do part one, part two, we'll do that. And I know Thomas is busy taking notes because he wants to cover lots of different things. Can you also tell us where you paroled from and what level you were when you paroled? Perfect. Thanks. Okay, so yeah. So I I, I paroled from uh, CMC, uh, California Men's Colony at uh, San Luis Obispo. Uh, I was a level I was a level two. I went there as a level four override, and uh, I paroled uh, as a level two. Awesome. So how'd you get there? Uh, so it was, it, it, I mean, it was a journey. Uh, uh, I'm, I did 26 years in, in uh, Pelican Bay's uh, solitary confinement. Uh, so, I mean, getting out of there was a process. Uh, I went from there. When I did get out, uh, I went to uh, SATF, uh, level 4, 180. I spent uh, four years there. Uh, and through that process, uh, gradually, I, I led myself to the point that Elizabeth was talking about where the light bulb came on and I, I wanted better for myself. And uh, I managed to uh, talk to my counselors and get my counselors to give me that override. The override was a blessing to me uh, because uh, at that time, the, the you know when I they didn't they didn't have a fast way to get drop points, so I was going to be stuck on those on those level four yards forever. And really, a, a person on level four yard, it's really hard to get the programming that you need, the programming that the commissioners are looking for on a level four yard. So the, the objective of the override was to uh, allow you a chance with through good behavior uh, to lower lower your cust- lower your custody level and uh, get those groups and that's what I did I uh, I programmed it while on the level four and then I talked to my counselor my counselor was nice enough to give me the override and I got to CMC through the override. How did you get enough good behavior? So my question is like the clients okay. you're stuck on level four and there's always shenanigans and it's so hard to avoid being discipline free so you can earn the the privilege of going and getting that override so how do you how do you avoid that yeah so i mean i mean initially i mean I, you know i don't like to really say too much about this because really who am i to say it but I, uh i i held some pretty uh, influential positions and I manipul- I was a manipulative person. Uh, that's the way it started off, is being a manipulative person. Uh, instead of having to do the dirty work, I, I put myself in a position where I didn't have to do the dirty work, that other people did the dirty work. So it began that way. 
uh, just is manipulating that before the whole process. Or after the light bulb. That was before the light bulb, right? So, uh, I, I, you know, even though even though the light bulb hadn't came on yet, internally, most guys really want better for themselves. Like they truly, at the core of their heart, want better for themselves. They just don't know how to get there, right? So, and I, and I was that guy. I wanted better for myself. Of course, I wanted to go home. Right. I just didn't know how to get myself out of the mess I had gotten myself into. Right. But you know what, so, Thomas, you're a very smart guy and I don't want to insult anybody, but not everybody's at the same level as you, absolutely. either intelligence wise, common sense wise or whatever. And that's probably, like you said, how you were able to get to the upper levels to be able to manipulate that to, to your benefit later. But what about some of our clients who aren't the brightest? They're not, you know, they don't have a 12.9 tape. They're not going to be college educated. They're not going to be able to complete OMCP program, which is very, you can't do that program unless you're a pretty sharp guy. So how, how do you, I'm just the, I'm just a low man on the totem pole soldier or whatever they're called. How, how would you suggest that they go about distancing themselves to start? I guess distancing is the first step. And how do you do that without yeah. drawing attention, getting, you know, in trouble, getting hurt? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm, and I'm also familiar with that, that, that process as well. I, you know, I was just speaking about how I did it. Right. But re really, it, it, it begins with being honest with yourself, right? So you're on the level four yard. If you're, you, you need to be honest with yourself, right? Like re really have to have those, have those talks with yourself and maybe your loved ones. Uh, really, what is it that you want for yourself? And, and, and where are you at in life right now? Like, uh, I mean, is this a life that you want for yourself? And how did you get there? Do you have a problem? Because I mean, if you can answer that and be honest with yourself, I have a problem. Uh, that, that 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 that's the start of everything, right? Admitting that you have a problem, and 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 it sounds simple, but but yet it's hard to admit that you have a problem. To recognize that you have a problem, uh, it's really hard to do that, right? Uh, so the way the way that the way that it's done though, is uh, through through your loved ones, your loved ones uh, creating discrepancies. So like let's say. Let's say your loved one, let's say you're having a, a talk with your loved one and you're telling your loved one that you want to go home, right? So the question, the, the follow-up question to that is, so what are you doing to get come home, right? So are, are you getting 115s? Here he is, your heart wants to go home, but you're getting 115s, you're doing all this behavior. So there's a discrepancy there with with with, with your, so your goal, your goal is to do this, but your, your behavior is opposite that. So just pointing out those discrepancies helps the person come to terms with you know what really i i my life is a mess right my life is a mess you know i and i need if i if i'm being honest with myself i really need to do something different right so that's the big that's the first the first thing that a person needs to do the second thing a person needs to do is and this is another hard thing to do uh is ask for help right asking for help is one of the hardest thing i had to do even when I was a young a youth, when I was a young young man, because I felt like a lot of people had let me down over the years. Uh, asking for help was just not an option for me. I tried to and 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 but I needed help. Uh, and recognizing that you need help because we can't do it alone. No matter how hard you try to do it on your on your own, you can't you can't change what you don't know first of all, and you can't you can't change what anything with the same thinking that you had. You need somebody to introduce a different way of thinking, right? A different, a different way of living to you so that now you can start, you know, changing up on your own, right? So asking for help. So what I would encourage a guy on the level four yard to do is, and it takes time, uh, but you, there's guys on that yard, on those yards that want better for themselves. And you can see, you can see those guys, they're going to church, they're doing different things that are positive and they have that little seed in them that maybe they don't even know that they, they don't know how to do it either. So everybody's stuck on the treadmill and just, you know, just treading water. They're not really even really making any traction, but they all want better. So there's a few guys in there on the, on the yard that are, are of that caliber. If you can shoulder up with those guys and maybe, maybe get a better sense of what he wants, because when, once you find company, 
it's you start feeling a little bit more confident about what you're doing, right? So it's about finding the comp finding company, right? Finding people uh, that are like minded and 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 want the same things as you, and uh, and then building, you know, supporting each other, supporting each other in that process, you know, and and that's a hard thing as well because a lot of guys, although they want that, they know that it's not it's not uh, safe, or they feel it's not safe uh, to uh, voice it. To voice that they want better for themselves, because in in that lifestyle, programming is is uh, identified as a weakness. So anybody that's programming, because it's because it's changing your mindset into like uh, that, a good example that uh, in that lifestyle, you, you, a person might think that uh, you know uh, bringing attention to a cr a crime is 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 uh, snitching. That would be their words, right? However. When you start changing your mindset, uh, it's the responsible thing to do. Uh, you you uh, helping somebody not get hurt—that's the responsible thing to do. When you know somebody's going to get hurt, uh, you know reporting it is the responsible thing to do. And having that change of mindset to the people that are in that lifestyle is a threat. It's a threat. So so that's why it's not safe to voice that you're that you're on that path, right? So guys get stuck. So that's why I say it, 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 it's key to, to hook up with guys that are on the same mindset. If there's a way that you can you can pull that out of them and get them get them to like give you a little glimpse of their real thinking, uh, then where you can share. So, oh, you know what I'm thinking the same way. You know I I want better for myself too. And I think it starts with family. Like it's a good conversation to have with somebody. Say you know what my my mom is 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 mad at me uh, because I'm getting 115s and. And then the other guy says, you know what, me too, you know, and, and you start finding things in common and then you build on it. Right. But that's it, it, it's a process and it's a long process and it, and, it, and, it, and it requires thinking. Right. But here's the here's here's one of the one of the big points that I would like to point out, because it's something I did. Uh, once you get that traction, once you get that somebody that's helping you or once you get people, once you find yourself within a community of guys that are like minded. Although secretive, are like-minded, right? One of the one of the things that I did that were really helpful, and this was this was introduced to me through a counselor. So when I just me being open and and, and talking to people uh, allowed me to get information that was helpful for me. So I would encourage that as well. Being you know speaking your mind to people that that can be trusted, uh, that you feel that can be trusted. There's a lot of staff that can be trusted, uh, and 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 communicating with them, and letting them know what you feel and what you think, right? Uh, I did that, and uh, the, the the counselor ended up telling me that you know what, give me an example, an analogy of of three college students hanging out together. So, when three when three college students hang out together, they become used to each other. You know, they do it every day. They go to the cafe every day, and they have coffee every day before and after school. Uh, and then one day, when that when the college student doesn't show, when one of them doesn't show up, the other two feel rejected. They, like what's going on with so and so? Where 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 is where is she at? Why why is he not here? Right? What is he doing? They, they got a bunch of questions, right? So that's equivalent to you pulling yourself away from the game or from or from the lifestyle. All of a sudden, people are asking, "Why is he not around? Where is he at? Why is you know?" And they 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 started asking questions like that, right? So what I ended up doing, what I was encouraged to do, is in order to to work, in order to have it where I where they felt like I was rejecting them, to turn the tables where they were rejecting me, right? And the way that I did that is that when they started asking me, "What do you? Where have you been?" I voiced that I was in church or I was in groups because I was involving myself in positive activities. So I was in group, I was in church, and then the, the response that I got was a big frown. Uh, uh, oh man, like, you know, like if I was uh, doing something wrong, right? But my response to that was, hey, you know what? I, I got some really good feelings. I learned a lot of good stuff uh, in there. Uh, you should come with me. Check it out. So that's where their rejection comes. Oh, uh, no, nah, get out of here. Get out of here with that, right? Now they rejected me, right? And that's the key is that because when a person feels rejected, they become hurt and angry. 
And that's the way the gang feels. That's the way the people in that lifestyle feel. Misery loves company. And then they want, and, and when they see you doing good, now they're being they're being put on on, on front street, uh, and they start to feel like they're doing like their their own bad behavior starting to come to light. They start feeling guilty and shame as a result of seeing you do good. So it's not good for them to see you doing good. Uh, uh, and so that, that that's that, that's the process that I used, and that's a process that I would encourage others to do. It works. Asking for being honest with yourself, asking for help, and then coming up with a strategy so that you're not. Uh, putting yourself in danger until you can get to the lower levels where, where it's more acceptable because it becomes more acceptable on the lower levels. You'll start finding more people in that community on, on the lower levels. And another, I, somebody mentioned to me as well, what he would do to avoid trying being on the yard because the yard is where all the requests are made and all the stuff goes on and all the triggers and all the temptations are out there. And they, he would simply go to church. He would go to the Christian mass. And then there was the Catholic one. And then there was the Jewish one. And he, and then there was the Muslim one or whatever. And he just went like one to one to one. And then he wouldn't be a one fifteen for disobeying an order, not going on the yard, which is where all the fun stuff is happening. And also a commissioner said as well, he said, I get it that you can't avoid sometimes this gang activity where you get ambushed, you may have to defend yourself. And we, we understand that, although we don't like it, but you're getting, you're usually getting ambushed for a reason. But he said, you can control the controllables. Number one, you don't have to possess a phone. Nobody's forcing you to possess cell phones. Nobody's forcing you to use drugs. No one's forcing you to sell drugs. No one's forcing you to disobey orders unless it's a gang thing, but that he's talking about control the controllables. And at least then you can at least avoid getting these extras, the extra 115s that you didn't need to get. And then you can drop your points that way and at least shift down to level three. Then there's more programmings and more opportunities to avoid. So jobs, yeah. self-helps, church, whatever. Yeah. And then you don't have to go to the yard and play it around in the shenanigans because you're busy over here, vocations and GEDs. And that's another trick to just um, avoid yeah. for the avoidance. Yeah, I would say this. I, I would say this about that is like, you know, sometimes it's easier said than done uh, because you might have a celly that has a cell phone. Right. And for you to and for you to uh, and the level four yards for you to like uh, not be OK with that. Uh, brings bring, brings attention to yourself uh where now people are questioning your your uh your commitment or uh they they start questioning uh, whether or not you're uh you're safe to be around right they start questioning it. so that's why i say it's about finding people with like minded that are like minded because if you have a Sally that that's not into that either then now you're in a position where you can you can avoid them cell phones or having wine made in your cell and whatnot right that would be really good i'm and, and even i think the commissioner would agree even the constructive possession gets tricky but at, at a minimum don't bring back the apples to help with this process don't yeah. bring back the extra jellies don't yeah. use the cell phone if you're and stuck if, with the guy that just, if you're stuck with a guy that has it you got to move if you know you it's move. in there, that's criminal thinking. Yeah. By staying in the cell, it's criminal thinking. You're okay with it. Right. But if you're stuck and sometimes you can't just tell the officer, oh, I'd like a bed move. And so sometimes that's a process. That's a few days. That's a few weeks. A few you months. still got to start the process. Yeah. But I'm just saying in the, in the, at the moment, what the commissioner is saying is at least don't take part in the, the actual yeah. direct activity. At a minimum, yeah, for sure. And, and you and, and you know that would bring what that comes to what comes to mind hearing that right is just you know it, it, people it's hard to it's hard to discover why you're doing the things you're doing without doing the work right. But why are you bringing those apples? You already know that that's sabotaging your own program. Why are you bringing those apples to contribute uh, contribute to something that's going to be harmful to you that you really don't want right? Why did you bring those extra apples from the kitchen right? And just understanding that. Most likely you're doing that for acceptance, right? Most likely you're doing that just to be, just for approval, just, just to feel good about, about yourself, right? 
And once you kind of start understanding that kind of stuff, then then it's it becomes easier to to deny. No, I'm not gonna I'm I'm not gonna bring those apples back, right? It's you know it's, it becomes easier to do that, right? It it's a process. It, yeah. it's and, and it's not an easy process. Too, if you can get if you can get into a group, even that could just give you that those light bulbs that you need to have the courage to <clears throat> say, well, maybe I will approach the officer and say, hey, if there's an open bed one day soon. Yeah. I'd love to take it, you know, or whatever. But sometimes you don't even have the courage to do that because then, That's right. oh, what will he think? I've asked for a bed move or whatever. But That's right. just these, I guess, you know, baby steps on trying to get off level yeah. four safely, safely. Like yeah. I've had guys, he he just decided, he said, I'm going SNY or he's either going to SNY or debrief one of the two, but he was being watched and he knew it. And so he had some medical emergency and he was taken out medically and then he was able to say i want out and so that yeah. didn't draw as much attention to it for some reason yeah. he just was afraid you know to say i want to go s and y and then one minute that you're there and then one minute you're not and then you know what that causes a lot of a yeah lot and, of and, I, and, and i would say this about that right so i, I didn't i didn't go s and y as you know i didn't uh I didn't debrief, as you know, uh, and, but I came to understand that the problem start it began with me. It it, the, it begins with me, right? So so where I go, I go. So if, whether I'm in whether I'm in CMC or whether I'm in uh, on SNY yard, the problem comes with me. So they got gangs on the SNY yard too. They got they got criminality on the SNY yards too. It's me that's the problem. So that's what I'm talking about being honest about where, who. What's the problem? Who am, do I have a problem? Once you can identify, it doesn't really matter where you're at. The thing is, is that once you're able to be honest with yourself, now you're making the steps to 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 to, to, a bit, to better yourself, right? The problem stays with you no matter where you're at. So if I'm on if I'm on level four, and but I'm just I'm in the thick of things. I'm really in the thick of things. I've got. You know, I'm taking orders. I'm I've got whatever problems with people, and it's just not as easy for me to just um, find. Yeah. I don't even know that I need to gravitate to someone positive. I yeah. guess you know, like you're saying. I guess you're saying the family is the first step. Maybe the family who listens in is saying, maybe I need to have the conversation instead of enabling constantly this behavior and say, you know, no more. Yeah. I've had guys. Up at Pelican Bay, their mothers moved to Crescent City or whatever to be closer to them so they could continue being part of the gang and being in the shoe. And that, you know, yeah. I finally had to say, they finally said, yeah. no, or they finally say no more, no more visits, no more money, just forget it. You're just not going to change. And so sometimes that's the aha moment too. Yeah. So you know you you know one of the things that I'm pretty sure a lot of family members here is uh you don't understand what it's like in here, I and I don't have a choice. That that those are probably answers that you hear from 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 a guy on a regular basis. You don't understand what it's like in here, and I don't have a choice, right? Because if I don't do that, then this is gonna what this is this is the, the consequences, right? So I mean, of course, because the loved one cares about the person and doesn't want anything bad to happen to the person and really doesn't understand what it's like in there they go along with it they say oh okay you know they, or they or it's or it's the big elephant in the room and everybody avoids it right so you just continue with life as is right and and, and nothing changes right but the truth is is that you do have a choice right once you understand that everything comes down to choices i mean you're on to something because you, if you're telling yourself you don't have a choice, uh, whether or not to, to participate in stuff or not, I mean, you're, you're fooling yourself because we do have choices, right? I mean, is there consequences? Absolutely. But you, it, it, the key is to try to do it as smart as you possibly can, right? So what I did, and I, and I believe I'm the one that talked to you about going to church. That was my strategy, going to different churches. The, one, of the, one, of the things that, one of the things that I did is I made sure I had a job. Because what did a job mean? A job meant that I was off the yard for that period of time. 
eight hours, eight hours every day I was off the yard, right? So if you're not doing something positive like that, if you're not involving yourself in positive activities, if you're not signing up for the what what little few groups they do have, if you're not if you're not uh, going to yoga class or whatever it is, what anything positive eats up time. That's what you want to do. You want to you want to you want to consume time. You want to pass time, right? Because the less time that you're on the yard, the less chances are that you're going to get asked to do something the less chances are that you're going to be asked to be involved in whatever behaviors that are involved in the less chances that you're being influenced in a negative way right so it's almost like a, 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 you go to a barbershop long enough you're going to end up getting a haircut right so you go to the, you go to the groups long enough you're going to learn something eventually right whether or not you know so keep yourselves off the yard do something positive i, I know sometimes on those four yards it's hard to get a job but just keep trying to get a job go to school School also will consume time. So do anything that you can to, to consume time. It's just, it's just time kill. You're just trying to kill time so that you're not available, right? So you're not, so what I did, I did that Monday through Friday. I went to work Monday through Friday. And then on the weekends, I went to the morning mass in, in Catholic church. And then I went to the Protestant chapel in the afternoon. By that time, the rule that said post-custody count, that time passed. And I spent that time in church, right? So, I mean, it, it, work with what you have, and but try to, but try to try, try your best to try to uh, consume time like that, especially on those mandatory yard times. Because when it's not mandatory yards, maybe you can uh, hang out in the cell and, and uh, read a book or something, right? Do something positive, right? No, that's right. And also, you know, Michelle and I encounter this a lot. Younger clients, especially new to the process, new to the parole board stuff at level four, telling us, well, you don't understand what it's like and I have no choice. So then what would you recommend we start that conversation or we continue that conversation with? Is there anything that we can say something? Because, you know, you can get a lot of defensiveness because they'll just be untrusting about, well, you don't understand. So what kind of some, some tips just recommend staying busy? Because sometimes they say, oh, I'll be a looked on a certain way. Then yeah. if I get the job and then they'll start to, to call me a loser or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 that's something that, that takes work to really get past those belief systems, that belief system that they're holding. Uh, that they don't have a choice, right? It it, it takes work. That I mean, I, I had I had a belief, uh, many many faulty beliefs. I mean, you could have told me that two plus two was not nine, over and over again, and I would have I would have argued with you till I was blue in the face. Two plus two is nine. There was nothing that you could tell me that would have changed that. So I, I get that. That's a struggle right there. Uh, really, it, I mean, it comes down to really just person really coming to understand that the beliefs that they're holding really are aren't aren't uh legitimate beliefs right uh and the way to do that is to challenge them like where did where did you get where did you learn that like why why what, what you know why why do you believe that you know really not just accepting that belief but challenging and that's what that's how i i i got past my beliefs is where people that that had trudged the path of recovery before see that's one of the, that's one of the the 12-step program is a great program especially the 12-step cga program Great program. And step two talks about becoming willing to believe that change is possible, right? Uh, by learning a different way of living through suggestions of those who trudged the path of recovery before us. That's what it says, right? So understanding that those people are there that are, are there to help us, those people are there to show us the way. So it starts with identity, like identity. Who are you? Who are you? Right? You might think that you're killer, double backflip. Uh, sock you in the nose killer that might be your name your nickname but is that really who you are is that really who you are right does your family call you that 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 kind of stuff right you start calling them on their stuff is that and, and, <clears throat> is that really who you are so who are you so are you little junior right the person that your family calls you what happened to little junior where's little junior at right and why why do you feel like you need to be Killer, 
You know, just start questioning. You have to start questioning this stuff and not allow them to just say surface stuff. Like why? The thing that I learned is is the is the three or four three to five whys. Why? 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 After every question, why? Because you got to get under the layers of of those answers. There's a deeper root there that you need to get to uh, in order to really help them understand that them beliefs are 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 distorted. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. For sure, Michelle. Are you still with us? <clears throat> I am. Any questions, any follow-up, any comments, any ideas? Yeah, I'm, I'm curious which courses, I mean, I know you said you started off going to religious ceremonies, but was there any one class that you took that was an aha for you that helped you? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure that on all level four yards, right, they have AVP, Alternative Violence Project, right? Alternative to Violence Project, right? Almost all yards have that, AVP. So AVP was a group that I went to. Uh, that was probably one of the first groups that I ever attended uh, on the little four yard. And the thing that came to my light, came to me that really was interesting was here you had, a you run different different uh, kind of programs in, in there, right? So like one of them is, is called the Light and Livelies. So Light and Livelies are games that help you decompress. Like when, you, when you're like, you do something serious, you do a concentric circle exercise, and then to lighten lighten the mood up, you might do a, a game that's called Light and Lively, right? So one of the games that they have is called Croc and, Crocs and Frogs. So Crocs and Frogs, what it is, is they put some paper on the floor, and, and, they, and, and, and they represent lily, lily pads. And then you get all the members of, of the group walking around those lily pads, and they and, and what they what they uh, what they serve as the, they're the frogs, right? And then you have the guy that's running the group rat, doing the rattler, and he represents the, the croc, the crocodile, right? So when he stops doing the rattling, that means he's 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 attacking frogs. He's trying to eat up a frog. And, and so the objective is, is for you to get on a lily pad to be safe from that from the crocodile, right? So every time he does that and 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 everybody's safe. Little by little, you start tearing away those lily pads, and they get them lily pads get smaller and smaller and smaller. You get you make them smaller and smaller as the game progresses, right? So now you can only fit one foot on a lily pad, but the and then eventually it becomes there's only very few lily pads available that only and you got ten guys that ten guys can't fit on one lily lily pad. So guess what you do? I have a foot on the lily pad, and you have a foot on the lily pad, and we're holding each other up on that lily pad. Now here you got two guys. You got a, a, a black, or you got a northerner, and you got a southerner on this same lily pad hugging each other, with with trying to let their humanity's coming out. They're trying to stay help each other survive the the crocodile by hugging each other. You got a racist with you know a white supremacist with a black hugging each other, trying to keep from being eaten by this frog. Just the concept is so great, right? Because now, I mean, what happened to the belief that you had that, what happened to the idea that that's unacceptable behavior? What happened to that? Right? It just disappears in this environment. And, and, and so it, it, it kind of like builds builds relationships. It helps build relationships. It helps give you a better understanding of like really what, what is really going on with you. It's not, I mean, for you to be able to hug on somebody that you consider an enemy, right? What does that say about you and the and, and, and the way you're functioning in life? Because when you go to the yard, here you are hating that same person. Like, isn't there some type of a discrepancy there? Like, just being able to see that for yourself is really a is really amazing. And that that group right there really started me off uh, on that path. And then, what advice do you have for the guys that maybe can't get into the religious? You know, ceremony, I don't know if it's full or they're not. I know it's voluntary, but if they can't get in or AVP is closed, because like for me, I have a lot of guys that are level four. I love the young ones because I get to kind of mother them. And so I I treat them like I used to treat my students when I was a college professor. And so I think that helps just how I talk to them. But there are some guys that, 
you know, I give them correspondence work, I give them worksheets, but if they're not finding a pro-social partner and they're not being able to get into any live groups and it's just them, what do you recommend? Yeah. I mean, they have the tablets now, so there are things on there they can do, but not yeah. everyone has the access. Yeah, so I, 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 and I get that, right? I get that. I, I found, me, myself, I found ways to, to get around that stuff, right? Uh, uh, but, and, and there is, there are ways to get around that, but really in the end of the day, uh, how bad do you want it? How bad do you want to go to church, right? So if you're the guy that, that that's trying to sign up for church and and they're telling you that the list is full, are you just accepting that? Or are you pushing it? Are you pushing it, right? So what I would do, if, if I'm trying to get into church and the answer I'm getting back is that a church is full, church is full, church is full, I'm going to write to the pastor. I'm going to write to the pastor right. and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to open up to the pastor and let the pastor know what I'm feeling. I'm gonna ask for an, uh, maybe a one-on-one a, a -on -one with the pastor. Uh, hey, look, I'm, I'm I'm dealing with some stuff. I'd really like to. I need somebody to talk to. And that doesn't look talking. bad. Well, it could, it could, it, it it could look bad on you. But who needs to know that? Who needs to right. know that you're going that you're going over there to talk to the pastor, right? Unless you tell him, right? Yeah, hey, I'm going right. to the church. I'm going to the church, and then you start a conversation with the pastor. That's a big deal. Right? Gotcha. But really. I mean, it's all in your head, really, uh, uh, about, you know, it's your guilt that, you're, that you that you think you're doing something wrong. But the truth is, like, having a conversation with the pastor, there's nothing wrong with having a conversation with the pastor. I mean, what right. you, I don't see any difference from talking to the pastor and going to church, right? So, push, be, make it, the point is the effort, the effort. The group, same thing with the groups. The groups, see, what the, what the mm -hmm. guys do in those yards is they monopolize they monopolize the groups. The in crowd right. are the guys that, that get the groups, right? So they move their friends up on exactly. the list. They do that stuff. Well, guess what? The same way guys are doing that, you can do it also, right? All, all you need to do is why not be, like I said, I was a manipulator back in those days and my manipulation helped me in a positive way as well, right? And back in those days, right? I mean, I hate to say it that way, but that's the truth of it. Mm -hmm. I was a manipulator in bad ways and I was also a manipulator for good things as well. So I mean I didn't have what what you know I didn't have no problem going over there shouldering up with the guy that's running the group and having conversations with him, establishing relationship with that person and become and, be and becoming his friend, finding out that hey I like this guy he likes me and you know what next thing you know he might you have to have effort and and all I believe right. that I believe I believe that all relationships take work, right? If you're not applying yourself to relationships, then guess what you're probably going to get pushed to the side. Right. So they take work. So what, what what is it that interests you? So you oh you're a Dallas Cowboy fan? Well, guess what? I hate the Dallas Cowboys, but I'm gonna learn about the Dallas Cowboys because I want to have a relationship with you. And that this relationship means that much to me. So I might be able to tell you who the Dallas Cowboys quarterback is now, right? Because I did a little bit of search researching. But that's a good mm -hmm. way to break the ice to get that relationship going, right? And start finding out what you have in common with this person. So make effort, put the work in. Don't just think that everything, see, because that's the problem that we all have as, as 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 prisoners. We want everything the easy way. We want things to be handed to us, right? Taking shortcuts is what got us there a lot of times. Taking shortcuts is what is what's getting us to get the 115s. Because why do I say that? Because look at the 115s. Why are you doing those? Why are you committing those 115s? To feel good? So why do you need a 115? Why do you need the alcohol to feel good, right? That's a shortcut to feeling good. Right? right? There's work to feeling good, right? There's a better way to feel good. There's other way, healthier way to feel good, right? That's a shortcut. And that's what that's what I know that, that most prisoners do is they want to take shortcuts. They want things handed to them. They want things the easy way. And and if and, 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 and until they're willing to do the work, until they're willing to establish the relationships, hey, they're they're probably where they're gonna stay. You know, that's that's the sad thing about it. You know, it's easy to make it. I appreciate your honesty. Yeah. No, it's true. I because I, I try to encourage my clients too. And so I'll try to get them to do things on their own or go to the library or again follow up. Make sure you're on a wait list just because your counselor says you are doesn't mean you are. Follow up with the program offices and stuff like that, the CMPR. So yeah. I like that that's what you did. I don't necessarily agree with the manipulation side of it, whether it's for good or bad, but that's just yeah. yeah, but I mean, but because it's still it? criminal thinking, even if it's for positivity, but it's what got you started. And that was before your change. And so it still yeah. got you and, in. 
And that's what I'm saying. See, I was I was still a criminal when I was doing that. I was still that person. I was just wanted better for myself, and I was still thinking the same way. I hadn't got, and that's what I, and that's what we're kind of talking about right here is people on the level four yard that are still stuck in that lifestyle. They still have that same mm -hmm. thinking, so that manipulation's still there, right? So, right. I mean, it, and that's and that's the reality of it. I'm not saying that that's something I would do today. I'm just saying that that when I was still in that thinking. That manipulation for positive results was something that I did, right? Yeah. I have a lot I mean, of guys waiting for that level three override. So it's it's tough. I get it because they're doing everything they can not to get in trouble and to do whatever programming they can. And then hope that when they go to committee that they will be granted the override because yeah. that's not a guarantee yeah. either. It's rough, especially when you've changed after so many years. Right. The level three. Sorry, Michelle, I cut you off. No, that's what I was just saying, because when you have so many points, I mean, I've had clients that have 600 points, you could you could die before you come down off of 600, you know, but they yeah. go home because either they get the level three override or they've been able to stay level four and keep their noses clean and program because I have a lot of guys I'm I'm at high desert regularly and I have guys that are programming level four and changing on level four while they're biding time to get transferred. Now there's also, there's a programming facility up there at least, which they never had before. So they're at least making more opportunities. And then, you know, I don't always agree in going SNY either. I think that's a very personal choice for one of my clients. But one thing I want the families to know, I have had clients that did want to go for other reasons, not for board or, you know, for something going on in their personal experience. And you can call your lawyer. Your lawyer can make a phone call to get you pulled to go SNY. I've had Officers that I have a good rapport with, I've had them go get a client that needed to talk to someone, and that's how it went. And so no one had to know. So there are other ways if you need help and you do want to switch for your, and your safety is in jeopardy or something's going on, you know, there are other ways than letting everybody know what you're doing. You can also have Absolutely. the chaplain can help you with that as well. Absolutely. And a lot of times when I've had clients in safety, I'll reach out to the chaplain at the prison because they're a wealth of help. They really are. And then again, Absolutely. if you have an officer or your lawyer that you trust, you can go that route. Absolutely. And they and, and and the administration will listen to those those people. That's the big thing, right? And but but I think the trouble is with what you're talking about is the is getting past that fear, having the courage to ask your lawyer, hey, can you help me with this? Asking the pastor, hey, can you help me with this? Right? Because you feel like people know what you're talking about. That's just you. You, you feel like everybody knows that I'm that I'm talking to, to to the pastor about getting myself off this yard, right? And, and I've had and, it where and, I've had clients where it was just so obvious to me that that's what they wanted and they couldn't say it. And so I've asked, yeah. like, are you considering this? Are you concerned for your safety? Do you want me to talk to somebody? And sometimes that's a big relief for them if somebody can absolutely. pick up on how they're feeling. And I think the pastors are good at that as well. If you're talking to someone about your feelings, sometimes they'll help you realize what's going to be better for you. And sometimes you can stay where you're at and you just need somebody to talk to. But, you know, use your lawyer, use your support system, use the pastor. It's not always easy to talk to your family or your friends or your celly. But there are those of us in the process that are there for them. Not even I mean, I don't look at myself as just my clients attorneys. I counsel my clients. I try to stay in touch with them after they're out. Because that's when the stressors really come. Before we went on the air, I was asking Thomas how he handled all the stress of coming fresh out of prison and being given such a high position in his transitional house. And, you know, he was talking about, and I'll let him talk about his plans and stuff, how he made them for his release. But a lot of times your support system can include your attorney and objective people that you don't have to be embarrassed about calling because you had a bad day or you couldn't make the ATM machine work and someone at Starbucks made you feel bad. So. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that, that, you know, that's that's absolutely true. It, it, it's a difficult, you know, no, any way you look at it, getting yourself off the level four yard or, or, or programming on level four yard is difficult. It's hard. I mean, that's just the reality, right? I mean, you got to, I think a person needs to find what works for them, right? Safety is big. Like the, 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 the possibility of harm is real, right? It's real. It, whether, whether or not it's, whether or not, what, what I mean by it is real, it's real to the person. It's real to, to, to the individual that's trying to remove himself from that situation. It's real. The, the, the threat of harm is real to that person. And it's something that really keeps people.
people paralyzed in 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 that behavior, right? So I mean, it's something that can't be discounted. Uh, but by the same token, a uh, person could, could could be encouraged to uh, do the positive things to that will contribute to putting him in better situations. It may take years, a couple of years, a few years. I mean, you didn't get yourself 600 points overnight. It took a little, little well, time sure. to get 600, yeah. 600 points, right? But, you know, with time, eventually things start looking better for you and start looking better for you. You just have to commit yourself to positive, positive stuff, positive thinking, positive stuff, right? And not allow yourself to, 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 to be influenced by the negativity. And, and you'll get positive results. They might come in small increments, but you'll start getting positive response, results, right? Asking for help, like I was talking to Elizabeth earlier, that's one of the biggest steps that a person needs it to make. And if he really wants to get off a level four yard, asking for help. It's not an easy thing to do, but you, but asking for help is something that we all need. That you, any, you can ask any individual out here in the free world, did, did you get where you're at without asking for help? Everybody needs help. We need each yeah. other, right? And the same thing goes for them. They, asking for help is something, and uh, it's not easy, but that's something that you have to do is ask for help. And one thing I just want to add for the families that are listening, you can help your loved ones that are level four. Send them workbooks. Send them correspondence course. Absolutely. Join the Life Support Alliance. Follow their website. They have classes because there's no one's going to give them a hard time for getting a book in the mail. No one's going to give them a hard time for doing a course on their own through the mail. It's those little bits. And then if they find the one course that hits them, that's all it takes is the one that makes a difference, the one workbook, the one book. And so you can really help your families and loved ones by just going on Amazon and searching whatever their issue is, gang recovery, substance abuse recovery. There's a book for everything. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and and I would it, also yeah. say, yeah, I would also say this. So we talk about SNY and the GPRs, right? And a person going to the SNY yards, right? But that's not your only choice. There's the NDPF now, the non-designated programming facilities. That's, that yeah, are so available. I was saying High Desert has the programming facility, which is nice. You don't have to go SNY. You can, I mean, you can, all you have to do is ask to be put on a non-designated program facility. They say, the administration says, says that the points don't matter. If you want to be a part of the non-designated program facility, you can, right? Of course, it's frowned upon it on the level four yards and GP yards. Well, because they think it's S and Y. They think it's the same thing. They, they, they think it's the same thing. But nonetheless, you can have a discussion with your, because your discussion with your counselor is, is private, right? You can have a discussion with your counselor. You go into the classification. They tell you, they, they, they give you the, uh, they put you up for transfer to a non-designated program facility. You don't have to say anything to nobody. You're not obligated to tell anybody your business, right? You could say that they're putting you up for transfer. I'm not sure where they're putting me up for transfer. And then all of a sudden, all, all of a sudden, they're transferring you. So you know what the you know what they're going to tell you when they find out that you're being transferred unwillingly. You you want to make up sound like it's unwillingly, right? They're transferring me to this yard over here, non designated. The, the guys are going to tell you, well, you know what you got to do when you get there. Yeah, I know what I got to do when I get there, right? Because the objective is just to get away, right? And once you once you're away, now you can make a different choice, right? But there's ways there there's ways to get around that stuff. You just have to be creative. You have to make the effort, uh, uh, and uh, I think I think it's doable. I think it's doable. I did it. I did it. Believe me, if I could do it, I think anybody can do it. Uh, because I, I, you know, I was pretty deep into that lifestyle, and uh, I managed I managed to pull myself out of it only because I wanted better for myself, and I made every effort I could possibly make to do so. And that meant that meant running myself to the ground. I ran myself to the ground. Groups in the uh, work in the morning, groups in that night, twenty four every seven days a week. I did. I I worked. I worked in positive situations, uh, volunteering volunteering to work on the yard, cleaning cleaning the yard up, just occupying myself with positive stuff. Got me where I'm at today. And and and, and if you really want it, I think you you can have it. It's I know mean, it sounds easy, but there, it, it, nothing comes easy. Nothing comes easy. Good things don't, nope. especially good things, right? <laughs> yeah. 
Well, you got to work for everything. And you've obviously done the work. I think it's pretty tremendous. It's very impressive, too. That's why when you told me what you were doing now, I was like, that's just so much to be fresh out. So I'm I'm quite impressed by you. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things is they, they accommodated me, though, like, uh, uh, you know, giving me this position that I have, it was a, it consisted of a position that just sits me down. It allows me just to just be here. I'm, I'm in the home. Mm-hmm. It just allows me to be here, and it, and it allow and, they, and what they're doing is they're utilizing the 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 skills that I developed in that old lifestyle, leadership skills. They're using those now in this positive environment. People being a people person, being able to communicate with people, being able to get people to to respect you and like you and 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 and, and follow you. They're using that stuff. That's the whole concept. Of, of why I'm in the position I'm in. And it's working well for me. I think it's beautiful. Thank you so much for the both of you coming on board today, especially Thomas. And I think the takeaway from what you were saying, I don't take the manipulation as negatively as you, but you're a very accountable person. I know that. But the what Dale Carnegie, how to make friends and influence people or win friends and influence people. So if you have to become a Dallas Cowboys fan to get into the group, then uh, go for it. Right. So you guys have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your Sunday. And I hope to see both of you next week. And again, I really appreciate the contribution. And uh, if you want to get a hold of Michelle, she's going to let you know how you can do that right now. Okay. You can email me at liferlaw, L-I-F-E-R-L-A-W at gmail.com and you can also call me at 209-58 oh sorry 209-283-3009 love it thomas have a wonderful week and you too Michelle. thanks thomas you, i appreciate you, you it thanks elizabeth have a good one thank you for having me thank you, thank you for being here it's oh, quite informative yeah no, we, no absolutely really absolutely you being here. it's yeah. it, and it's all part of my recovery right <laughs> that's that's how you know it's real i always say yeah. rehabilitation's real so Absolutely. that's how you know Absolutely. all right Thank have a great week everyone all right, all right. Bye-bye. bye bye